I, I feel like um, I can't take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair, sir. <laughs> Where are you guys are taking did, him? Did you guys have a good holiday? Yeah, that was good. How about you? Yeah, no one cried. It was no crying. That's success. excellent. Yeah. I know, especially on a holiday. Yeah, that's pretty Crazy. good. All right, so Victoria's there. How are you, Victoria? Uh, good. How are you? Oh, the band is back together. All right. Woo-hoo! Welcome to the Read This, Watch That podcast. I am Anthony. I am Dale. And our special guests, Victoria, how are you? I'm a real party girl tonight. All right. <laughs> okay, are you wearing the toga? Absolutely. Or the, or, or the, or the, the are you wearing lederhosen? Lederhosen is not an I'm... appropriate outfit for a five-year-old. I know, I'm culturally appropriating some somebody. She's and, wearing a Parisian night suit. And <laughs> we have Catherine is back with oh, us. Oh, jeez. Hi. Mm-hmm. Not Catherine. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> so, um, Dale, what's on the plate for tonight? Oh, must I? <laughs> it is the 1990 made for television. Uh, is it four part or five part? It was a six episode six television episode. series that was six canceled. Episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Six <laughs> episode television series called The Bradys. Although we watched it, it was almost like an epic. Indeed, yeah. yes. A four plus hour epic of all six episodes. Yes. We're going to continue <sighs> awesomeness. Continue with the uh, the uh, Brady epic, the tragedies travails and triumphs of our favorite <laughs> southern california family <laughs> known as the brady's this was a 1990 uh on the well on the um on the heels of the success of a very brady christmas they were going to reboot the series um so in 1990 and i'm not being sarcastic the very brady christmas was actually Something like the second highest rated made-for-TV movie that year. Wow. Yes. <laughs> um, well, which... how many made-for-TV... This is not something I went back and looked at, but I, I do wonder how many made-for-TV movies there actually were. Two. No, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would not surprise me. It was second only to the uh, Sanford and Son movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, they were going to come back, kind of uh, reboot the series. It didn't work. It only aired for one month, and then I guess there were two um, episodes that did not air, but were later available for for uh, masochists everywhere. <laughs> did, did we see those? Yes, that was part of okay. the yes. Yes, no, you are fully up to date. Um, I do want to go back and make a correction. Uh, Vicky, you had uh, made a comment, which I affirmed that uh, Sherwood Anderson was the creator and showrunner. I made a mistake. Uh, Sherwood Anderson was an American novelist born in the late 1800s who died in 1941. He didn't write this? Who wrote Winesburg, Ohio, a series of interconnected short stories that looked at the dark underbelly of small towns. Sherwood Schwartz, on the other hand, was the creator of the Brady Bunch. Who they was sound like, Sherwood uh, Williams? 
Well, now we have to do a pod on Sherwood Anderson. Sherwood Anderson, Weinberg, Weinsburg, Ohio. Um, so I just wanted to make that correction. <laughs> Seems like a very there's a lot of there, there's a lot of overlap there, though. Very clearly, yeah. Like there's yeah. Uh, there could be. Um, yeah. Maybe would like to have seen an episode of the Brady Bunch written by Sherwood Anderson or yeah. Thornton Wilder or F. Scott Fitzgerald, perhaps. But yeah, no. So so what we did was we watched uh, the sixth episode. Are you OK? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we watched the sixth episode. Brady's uh, it's broken down into kind of six sections. Bobby's crash and rehab, the wedding, the uh, the ho- moving the house, oh god, politics, drinking, and a brotherly spat and a new entrepreneurial endeavor by the party girls. Yeah, um, really a show that is covering kind of all aspects of American life. <laughs> Every- sure. So, um, Dale, your initial thoughts on uh, 1990s The Brady's. Okay, I think I have a hot take. This, okay. this actually bordered on being pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> it Dale, will... are, Dale are, you, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk. <laughs> um. I thought that they actually thematically tried to do some actual adult things. This is why they it, almost, almost good. But they, they kind of, they, they really made an effort to do those things. They really, I think, tried to have significant stories. And um, I, I appreciate their effort to modernize the show and not make it just a, um, kind of a reboot of of what the show was, which is kind of what they did in the, the the Christmas special. It was really nothing to it. Here, at least, I thought they were really trying to evolve what they had done from the show and make it something more. And I think that they came they came close. I think there's serious flaws in it, um, but I I actually really appreciate their effort in in trying to do that. Well, I am, I am shocked. That's that a really is, interesting take. That's a real hot take. That is a that is the definition of a hot take. Victoria, uh, had you watched ever seen this before? Uh, something seemed vaguely familiar. Yeah, maybe I remember passing it when it was actually on TV, but I never sat through all of this before. That's for sure. What was your uh, initial reaction? This was brutal. This was a brutal <laughs> way to spend a Saturday afternoon. It really was. But I, I do have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. Okay. We I do have to, to let me let me qualify my hot take as well because just Victoria, your comment there about a brutal way to spend the afternoon. I will say that I did watch this while um, reading a good novel. Um, doing some research on tax exemption issues and um, occasionally uh, um, watching a different television show at the same time. 
and running down the treadmill. <laughs> no, that would have caused me to focus all of my attention on the show. So I did not do that. What was worse, researching tax exemptions or watching this? Uh, uh, um, watching this, actually. I mean, I, I, I actually find tax exempt issues interesting. That says a lot about you. Um, <laughs> hot Katie. take. Katie. <laughs> Katie. Thoughts? Yes. Um, well, it was too much Brady's in one. Watching um, <laughs> all of it back to back to back to back to back. I gave myself a migraine. But I think the bare bones of a good TV drama were there. Yeah. Okay. Um, that and that's the kind of the funny part is that it really leans more, much more heavily on the drama than the inane comedies we had um, previously. Yeah, it really went um, more for it was an hour, hour long, so in 1990, probably 46 minutes, and um, you know it starts off kind of with uh, kind of with. A an American tragedy in um, you know uh, Bobby Brady, who is this wunderkind race car driver who just completes the Riverdale two hundred. Is that a real race, Dale? You're a no. you're a car race guy. No, but I I, I will tell you all about. I, I yes, we can go into this in in mind numbing detail. Oh, great. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be happy. And uh, he gets to go to the Riverdale five. Uh, no, the no, Nashville, the Nashville five hundred, which I've never heard thing? of. Um, Is it a thing? So I the, never there, heard of the Nashville five hundred. There was um, NASCAR did a Nashville five hundred race some some time ago, and it's my understanding now also that IndyCar is going to be doing a race in Nashville. Um, uh, coming up. So, was this before Bobby's race or after that there was a Nashville 500? L- long time before. I think it was in the 60s or 70s when oh, they okay. did the Nashville 500. So, it was, it's, I, it's fairly old. Yeah. yeah. I just thought this was kind of like, for whatever reason, they couldn't do the Indy 500. So, they just plopped it down. No, yeah. it would have been Daytona. It wouldn't have been Indy. Indy's IndyCar um, and an open, which is an open wheel car. These were, this was definitely NASCAR. And they did the Nashville 500 instead of the Daytona 500. Is ah. it, it took place during President's Week, which was right around the time that the Daytona 500 was run in, in 1990 and traditionally is run. And sure. the Riverdale 200 was most likely a substitute for either the Bush Clash or the Twin 125 qualifications, which is a qualifying race to see whether you can race in the Daytona 500. So they, they just kind of changed names, but they had the, I think they had the, you know, the basic dates, right. And the basic approach for what would have been the Daytona 500. Wow. I'd so like Bobby's to say a good driver then. Sorry. Say again. So Bobby must be a good driver. Yeah. To, 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 to qualify and mm-hmm. get into the Daytona 500, even back in 1990, he would have had to have been quite talented and, with an actual real race team, not the Redwood Racing, which is, I think, what his team was called, which I suspect was a couple of guys who got lucky. It's yeah. like Bobby's team was one guy. Yeah, no, was... no. It was... <laughs> that, that 
one's I guy. think he was sponsored by a carpet cleaning service, too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Could be. So all that this was changing my view of everything. I would love to say all that was fascinating, Dale, but I just I can't. Um, oh, I've got more. <laughs> um, anyway, so for this series, everybody comes back again. We're missing one person, though. So instead of Cindy, unfortunately, Jennifer Runyon did not come back and we got Susan Olson. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, but it was this time it was Maureen McCormick. So we have a new Marsha, Leah Ayers who just straight out of central casting for um, a television actress in the 80s and 90s. She actually did a bunch of stuff. And she has that wonderful, I think, the, the wonderful mediocrity of any good TV actor. Uh, yeah. She's serviceable. Yes. Yes. Um, so, um, uh, so we got the crash. We got the wedding. Uh, we got the house moving, the politics, drinking. So um, anybody want to talk about? So I was interested in, um, I think everyone else came back, right? I think yeah. two yeah. new kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Marsha's illegitimate redhead has been replaced. With a brunette? With a brunette. Yeah. The March's daughter is the same actress, and I think Kevin the slug is different. Yeah, that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That is Jonathan Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Future Heart, like Tool Time, and he was kind of a he was kind of like a tween heartthrob for a while. Home Improvement. Yeah, Home Improvement. <laughs> Full Whatever. time was wow. the name of the show within the show. I don't. I don't even like that Tim Allen guy. He's, I know. It's too well to remember. He's kind of a jackass. Uh, but otherwise, Alice Alice is back. She lives nearby and pops in from time to time. Sam is retired. We don't see him. Um, when the show opens, they're watching Bobby's race. Yeah. Jan and Philip are just horny little bunnies. This. Uh, yeah. Uh, on this this uh, yeah. TV series, can I? Yeah, and horny. Um, so they're trying to make a baby. They're always having sex in this first sex scene. Brother, which total boner killer. Who talks about their brother in bed? That's really weird. <laughs> a Brady and Brady, and then the second time. She just lays there like a starfish and tells her to go to town. (laughs) (laughs) Such a boner killer. And she's a hot, hot lady. I saw her in that purple lingerie. It was a swimsuit, right? Oh, was it a swimsuit? It looked like purple lingerie to me. It looked yeah, like Jan- purple lingerie to me too. I, I, but she did vacuuming in purple lingerie or purple swimsuit. Swimsuit. It's pretty spicing things up. Yeah, it's pretty racy (laughs) for the Brady's. Right. Well, and, but but the, didn't I, I mean I I, I haven't I, I don't you know I have seen the television show I haven't seen all of it but it always struck me that uh, you know Greg and Greg and uh, Mike and Carol were always quite handsy with each other. Yeah, they're pretty horny too. Yeah, they're like bunnies. Hmm. Um, why don't we talk about? I wanted to talk about although the last time we talked, I was kind of praising the weird continuity um, between all the shows, all the movies and things like that. But there is some personality changes that we see. Um, 
And in particular, I'm thinking of the character of Valerie, mm. um, who has become kind of like this corporate shark. Yes. Very disappointed. Different actress. Mm-hmm. Um, was? Yes, mm. it was a different actress. And um, she still had the James Bond villain's office. She did. <laughs> had more and, stuff uh, in it, though, this time. It did have more yeah. stuff in it. It didn't have the door that could open and clo- close automatically. No, no swimming sharks underneath. Oh, I forgot no. to mention that last time. She has that button like Matt Lauer to close <laughs> the door on him. <laughs> that's exactly what he had. And that's what they used to call her. She was the uh, female Matt Lauer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and no cactus in the background either. Must have gotten chopped down. Maybe I they think, moved the office. Like I think they moved. Yeah. But so that was this. I found that disappointing because I thought she was a very cool character in the um, misguided, but a cool character in A Very Brady Christmas. This time she's kind of this unfeeling corporate drone who uh, does not care really or exhibit any emotion that her betrothed. So they are engaged. (laughs) Betrothed. And it is um, it is just over a year that they've been engaged so we don't know what they don't seem to have any actual firm plans to get married but she doesn't really want to go to daytona because apparently they'll be able to do more volume uh business uh, yeah at at business and (laughs) And a whole bunch of seniors just bust in and so they're really <laughs> anxious to, to really hit the pavement there. <laughs> and, then, um, and then when Bobby actually crashes, he's just kind of like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Peter. Um, you know, and he quits. He yeah. actually walks out and quits. Yeah. Um, so I was disappointed in that. Did anybody else capture any kind of, I'm thinking of two in particular, but any kind of personality changes in the characters? Um, the only person I had down was Valerie, too, but I thought it was more about how they talked about her, like she's been horrible all along and no one's ever liked her, which is totally <laughs> not consistent from the Christmas exactly. episode. But also, like, when Bob, first of all, Valerie has that evil villain office and Peter looks like he's working on a construction trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all he does <laughs> is watch TV and sign papers. With the, with the really <laughs> bad... With the- the, the really tacky wood panel. Yeah, yeah. it's like a trailer yeah. at a construction site. Um, and then when he first walks into her office, the music is like soft porn music. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it was in the other one too. In the in the Christmas special, they Don't they did the it. same thing. It was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. And I really she... waited. I was you know I, it had built up expectations at that point, and they didn't you know follow through. They pay disappointing. <laughs> No, um, she's too into business. Well, business makes her horny. She like jumped him Literally. when he walked yeah. in the door, and she's like, "We got a lot of orders." And then she starts like backing <laughs> on him. It's like, damn, uh, we got a lot of orders. <laughs> we got a lot of orders. <laughs> Katie, did you? Have, how did you feel about the Valerie personality change? I was disappointed. She really let me down. Um, it because you know, in in the Christmas movie, it's like, oh wow. Uh, she's gonna propose that's really cool and something i don't really think you saw a lot of then uh and then she's all business and it's like well like we love a working woman but this is 
this is not this is not right. She seemed to have a good balance last time. Yeah. Balancing kind of work, private life. Uh, she could do business. Um, uh, but she could be a... I disagree. I think she has her priorities squared away. You race, you take the risk. You know what? You got to strike when the iron's <laughs> hot in business. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I got lots of hot picks this time, Brent. <laughs> good, good. Um, so let's go right to the race. I have a question for you, Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, when Bobby kind of spins out, yeah. Um, Unforced error. Did, yeah. Did he breach some uh, protocol or etiquette by trying to like back up and then uh, continue the race? That seemed like an extremely dangerous move. Um, and I wonder if, was he breaching some type of uh, race etiquette or protocol or procedure in doing that as opposed to leaving or waiting? Okay, great question. So there's a bunch of stuff going on here. So first of all, he spins out, right? And now what you have is um, an unmoving car on the track, which is a hazard, right, for the rest of the drivers. Yes. So there should have been immediately a yellow flag. And this was, this for, for a time, NASCAR experimented with local kind of, you know, portions of the track having yellow flags and portions not, but they didn't then. So it would have been a entire circuit yellow flag, right? So everybody would have started to, to slow down. And it took him a few minutes to get the car going again. Right. Um, it is not inappropriate for him to rejoin the race and either rejoin the race if his car is undamaged or to go to the pit stops, right, to, to get his car off the track in a safe manner and fixed and, and rejoin the race if he can. Now, the accident was a little bit weird because they're on a banked turn, right? Yes. And he, he pulls down kind of perpendicular to traffic, but it's that's where the way his car was was pointed and he was starting to turn to go into the flow of traffic but going down the banking and the car that hit him was really down low not really on the racing line for that track which was a little bit weird now maybe the driver of the other car was trying to avoid bobby by you know going lower on the track instead of passing higher on the track didn't really see the movement whatever it was but my general view is that it was probably an unsafe reentry to the race. He probably should have waited for that car to go by him yeah, in some way, right? Before trying to to get his car back onto the yeah, that was my thought too. It didn't look. But I I would argue as well that everybody it should have been a full track um, yellow flag, and they and they reported it only after the fact after the accident <laughs> that it was a yellow flag so the the race managers really i think screwed up on that excellent vicky any thoughts on the race or are you good um i thought it was really weird that cindy was there with her radio show kbla let's talk about cindy real quick do you have any thoughts on the sh- on the race um no but i have thoughts on cindy <laughs> so the other care the other character i i thought that first of all continuity wise um, she's a change in personality, by the way. 
I watched, not just actresses. That was a change I, in personality. I want yes. I watched the Brady Brides. Oh, and okay. that was 1981. Brady, <laughs> Brady girls get married. Actually, that made for TV movie, which is really a um, Jan, Marsha, Wally, Philip, Mike, and Carol movie, where the other siblings kind of show up. Uh, you see them when they're invited, and you see them when they show up for the wedding. But it's really just, it's really just two girls, two guys, and the mom and dad doing all this. Cindy's in college in 1981. She apparently is still in college in 1988. But in 1990, she has a radio show with KBLA, which is an actual radio station out of Santa Monica that covers the greater Los Angeles area and has been so since like the 1940s. Hmm. Um, But she's not the same personality. Right? No, she is not. She's definitely not. Yeah. And not. In a good way, she's what I did not appreciate, like, understand, or can condone Susan Olsen's performance (laughs) in any. So, Kate, you you were going to talk about what's up with Cindy? Um, well, the thing that stuck out to me the most when this movie movie show was starting was that um she just kept talking about Bobby, which is fine. That's oh like whatever. God. But I just I just imagined people listening to the radio just changing the station because they're like, I wanted to hear about other things. I don't give a shit <laughs> about your brother. My brother Bobby Brady. Oh my God. She my said that- brother Bobby. Oh my God, my brother Bobby's been hit. Yeah, I just <laughs> imagine people being like, hey lady, we want to hear about the race. And because her boss wants to get in her pants, he lets her go to Nashville yes. to do a live broadcast. Yeah. And sit now right her, next to their parents. There's supposed to be this big kind of like age difference, but the actor and the actress are like five years apart in age. <laughs> yeah, they looked it. And she's just a tiny bit maybe anti Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked. She's looking at Bobby's Bobby's Nazi regalia collection too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, um, I will say, I will say that uh, she does have for for one thing in her favor. She does have this epic eye roll that happens at the race after um, at her mom Carol says something. Yes, after yes, Carol says does. something into the mic, it's just like great moment of just like Jesus Christ, please I- let me do my job. It was really bad positioning and sit next to your parents when your brother's yeah. racing. Well, Why isn't she in the press box? <laughs> Wait, can I just They say, couldn't afford it. Okay, so, so she's right in the middle of the stands trying to do a radio show. Her yeah. mom's babbling away like the idiot that she is. And she's like, shh, mom. <laughs> like you're in the middle of the entire crowd. But I did like the eye roll because they they I mean there's there's some action in this show that the Brady's as kids didn't have like being irritated with each other, physical <laughs> fights. You know, it's like got down yeah. dirty. I liked it. So did oh when when they were gonna go to the race, did anyone find? Um, I remember shoulder pads um, <laughs> in female outfits, but Carol's shoulder pads as she's walking down the stairs, and Mike okay. is using the new video camera. She looked like Bronco Nagurski. <laughs> those things were horrific. Those things were huge. I mean, I don't remember them 
I don't remember. I remember women with the shoulder pads. I don't remember looking like football equipment. They age her, and it's just not a good look. Yeah, it was really bad. This made women wanted to have really huge shoulders in the 80s for some reason. So Cindy's boss, that actor, he was um, the Jewish basketball player in The White Shadow, Goldstein or Goldberg. Was he really? Yes, he was there. and He's much like the Marsha actress, just kind of one of those guys that has... In fact, they were actually in a a short-lived television series together. Cindy's boss and Marsha um, later in the 90s. Uh, but yeah, he was just one of those 80s, 90s um, character actors. Still around, still around, still works when he wants to. But um, yeah, so Cindy's personality is, I just don't like it. She's a terrible actress. She oh, really is awful. the worst. She's awful. She's a terrible radio host. She always and... has been the worst. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> who's like... Who says she comes across as slightly anti-Semitic? That would be me. <laughs> that was, yeah. Well, in the all fairness, Gary, Tov, uh, Gary Greenberg is the first person, first Jewish person any Brady has ever met. It's probably it's true. Also, yeah, she's like, yeah. she's like, it would be a personal approach. That's called a conflict of interest, Cindy. Yeah, there's no. Um, so Cindy's in, in college in 1981. She's in college in 1988. And now she's like 29 years old. She's got a radio show. I just, I thought the per, I, I would have been fine with Jennifer Runyon doing something or, or just being herself. I, mean, I just thought she was obnoxious. I don't know. I she was that. obnoxious when she was little, too. She was everybody's worst Brady, always. Unanimous. Yeah, <laughs> and we get again. Yeah. We also get again, Kate. What, what did you think about Cindy? Uh, and her boss. We have another Brady. Well, I thought mixing... Dale was going to have a field day with it. Yeah. Oh, uh... Yes, absolutely. But I'll definitely, uh, I'll gladly defer my comments, Katie, to yours. <laughs> well, I just think, I mean, later on, can I talk about later on in the sure. show too? Later on, she gets offered another job. And I'm like, well, that's great. You can date him and not feel weird about dating your boss. And she turns it down to continue working with her boss. Yeah. And I just I don't I don't quite understand the logic there. It would have been better pay and it would have been space. Yeah. Um and and room to grow a healthy relationship. Um I don't and... want any of that in nineteen ninety. <laughs> he, he made he made a, a an effort to make sure that she got a good offer to stay. I mean, this was yeah. this was like serious grooming going on, but a, a willingness on her <laughs> part as well to, Can we, to be to groomed. Grooming? She's tw- she's like twenty nine. Yeah, well, never too old to get groomed. Yeah, but we do have we have we have uh, Peter. We got Cindy. We got Greg. Oh, a lot of the Brady's like to inter intermingle work and mm-hmm. and pleasure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Gary and Cindy's first date? <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember that. Oh, okay. So he asked her out to lunch and she says something about work and he makes it clear it's personal, not work. So I'm like, they're going on a date. Um, Then they end up at a hot dog cart. Yes. And um, they make some sort of innuendos, jokes that it's like, this is a date. Um, Flirty stuff. And then she sits down, asks about his kids, and then she asks about his wife. Yeah. And then she, yes. but it was already a date. Then she's like, "Hey, tell me about your wife." 
And then yeah, she, she like, didn't know the wife was she's dead. dating a married man. And then she finds out he's a widower, and then they go right back to talking like it's a date. And then he really wants to see her eat that hot dog. I also, I think <laughs> that was she wasn't weird. fully. I, Did I, he? Oh, sorry, okay, go ahead. I think she honestly wasn't fully convinced she wanted to go on a date with him until she found out he was a widower. I think that upped the uh, the the sad man aspect of it. And boss, oh. no, it was it was crap. If I don't go on this date with him, am I going to get fired? <laughs> no, I think it's because. <laughs> She she knows he's Jewish and thinks he's good with money. Oh my god. That's why she went out with him. She thinks he's rich. But he took her to a hot dog cart. (laughs) Well, that could feed into another unfortunate stereotype, right? Mm, Don't that Cindy might Cindy might have. He doesn't finger her on that date, does he? (laughs) Right there on the park bench? Did I miss that? (laughs) What? What? <laughs> wow, I missed it too, All right. my friend. <laughs> so, uh, this rewind. Uh, yeah. So, Bobby, Bobby's uh, paralyzed from the from the waist well, down. Hold on, he gets t-boned. Yeah, they pull him out the window. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask about that. Was that a good idea? No, no, no. You use the... that was a fact. What that is exactly what they tell you not to do, right? If they suspect a neck or back injury, and <laughs> at the time they had, the, and it, oh. that's what they did in NASCAR. They would they would cut the roof off, peel it back, and pull the driver out from the top. That's how. So the the EMS guys actually caused the injury. I think so. So he and got, it should have been. He's got two. It really should have been an. It really, it really should have been a neck injury being T-boned like that. It would yeah, be very yeah. it's very weird. They said there was two compressed vertebrae. Yeah, that is odd. So yeah. Well, that, yeah. That goes up to your neck. Yeah, maybe that, they're compressed does it not? into his neck. No, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. So so it would be the lumbar oh, so spine. Yeah. Ooh, it would yes. have been a darker. What it should twist. have been was his neck kind of snapped. You know, going away from the impact, so he should really be paralyzed. If anything, from, like from the down. yeah, the chest down. So just a, um, just a quick uh, a quick note. This was this was an interesting age in in motorsport. The um, the late eighties, early nineties, when it comes to injuries and safety, because everybody was actually starting to pay attention after years of not. Uh, F one, <laughs> for example, is famous and just not caring about safety. In fact. The the um, CEO of F1 at one point re- 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 responded to a to a, a concern expressed by some of the teams that you know these cars now are they're getting so fast um, the tracks are dangerous right there's not enough runoff you know there's you know, all this stuff is a problem and we should we should invest in in the tracks and make sure it's more more safe and F1's official response was well if you think it's unsafe tell your drivers to drive more slowly. Um, did they see Bobby's injury? They did not, but I uh, did someone go in and say, like, look what happened to Bobby Brady? N- no, but it was one oh. weekend in Italy where um, the great Ayrton Senna died a few years later in, in 94 that really shifted the perspective in, in F1. It was Ayrton Senna and, and also another driver. Oh, goodness, I've forgotten his name. Same weekend, same race, two drivers. You're suggesting a, almost a parallel with. Uh concussion protocol in the nfl ignored ignored yeah. ignored ignored yeah and in fact in in uh in senna's case there's speculation that a 
a bit of safety equipment that all drivers, in fact, in NASCAR, it's mandated. It's called a hands device. And what it is, is it's actually this, 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 um, something that sits on your shoulders over your chest and then over your back and it attaches to your helmet and it helps, um, helps keep your head stabilized. Um, could have, could have saved Senna's life potentially. It's hard to, it's always hard to say these sorts of things, but it could have helped so, Bobby too, if he's running hands, if he yeah. had a hands device, but also just I, quick statistics in motor racing, 89 to 91, there were 25 deaths in geez. 2021 to 23. There were nine. Mm. Oh. So those safety okay. efforts have been paying off. It's a good thing. Um, I thought uh, anyone weigh in. I thought the episode, um, the episode with Bobby learning to walk, seeing his uh, ex girlfriend, or trying to, you know, doing the rehab stuff. Whatever value it held was really undercut by the fact that. Mike Lookinland is a terrible, terrible actor. Mm. Um, so I found that, I don't know about you guys, I found that kind of the most uh, boring portion of, of this saga. Um, except it was nice to see Martha Quinn again. Everyone knows Martha Quinn. She was like an original VJ, uh, NYU graduate, uh, Albany, New York native. And um, um, it was kind of nice, nice to see her. I thought she put in a solid performance can't blame her for her lines i suppose god but her and line did... deliveries some of them are thought... really weird they're weird but not it didn't bo- bug me i don't know not the way cindy just kind of every cindy scene drove me nuts Wait, remind me who, who is this martha quinn bobby's um tracy oh tracy tracy, oh, tracy okay, wagner okay. got it got it tracy wagner yeah. Although she was, she and Bobby did actually get to ride his wheelchair into the pond. I thought that was very amusing. Oh my god, that was very amusing. That was I found that very sweet. I, that, are you um. kidding me? This man is paralyzed. <laughs> they finally get to get, and it's like funny that this paralyzed man, like his wheelchair, <laughs> probably ruined. He can't move from the waist down, and now he's submerged in water. And this is a ha 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 moment. It's true. I don't know. Probably I think, drowning. I think You're right. That's are a good point. A lot more, um, I think they have a lot more of a lifespan than you you think they do. What? Like, wheelchairs. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not back then, though. I mean, this is just the whole. Oh, God. This show was so brutal to watch. The whole. <laughs> like, there was no tonal consistency. It's like corniness, corny joke, drama. Yeah. Um, the music, uh, little music clips were all over the place. It went from like a dun dun dun. The next scene was like, and some laugh tracks here and there, and some flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first two apps I don't think had that I watched didn't have any laugh track. I'm like, this is a weird choice. And then all of a sudden, on the third episode, there was a laugh track. I will say, I acting aside, I didn't really like how it seemed like Bobby was comforting his family about him becoming paralyzed. Bobby's just brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carol's oh, not so exactly brave. the backbone of the family. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't count I couldn't keep up. How many times did Carol say be careful or careful to to people? Thirty seven. I think it must have been something like yeah. that. I, I I think it had to be. All right, let's talk about um because we're at 40 minutes now, and we're 
just kind of plug it. I, <laughs> so I want to talk about, let me throw out two real quick things. At the wedding, did you see um, Tracy's uh, sister? Oh, boy. The yes. pregnant one. Yes, yes, yes. Did anyone think it looked like a drag queen? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. And sounded as well. And sounded, yeah. too. That yeah. was an interesting Choice. Interesting choice. She's twice <laughs> as big as Tracy and twice as old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's yeah. a 45 year old well, drag Maybe queen Tracy was a change of life baby. And a but rich Tracy baritone. Felt like boot. an eight year old, but yeah, that was, they couldn't be from the same mother. And we have to talk about Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Must we? Come losing <laughs> job number. Four. Two. Oh. Right? He loses One, two, job three. number two. Oh, no, two. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, he will lose job number three. And he will eventually lose job number four and go to work with his wife. <laughs> a typical Brady, uh, a Brady move. For his wife. The father-in-law that he lives with even fired him. Yeah. <laughs> so what what is going on with this guy? He's a loser. Is he is he actually a good salesman? Everybody says he's a good salesman. He's not. Yeah, I don't think no. that he is. I think he's, he's never sold a toy. Maybe they're they're yeah. just really concerned about hurting his feelings because he's so sweet. Yeah, I just think <laughs> he's just a broken man. He's a beta. <laughs> he's a he's found out he found out Kevin's not his. Or Mickey's not his. Mickey. Yeah. And um, it just, yeah. So that's, so in the course of, in less than, so in less than, so we got Very Brady Christmas is 1988. This is President's Day weekend of 1999. So in less than two years, he goes, he blows through four jobs. Yeah. Is that? Wait, did you just say? Less than two years. In less than two years, he blows through four he jobs. He just said eighty-eight and ninety-nine. Eighty-eight to eighty-nine to ninety. Spring of nineteen ninety. So he's a he's so a he, he's a he's ahead of his time. He's definitely got millennial attitudes. About work. He's definitely ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to be driving an Uber to try to support his family. Yeah. Uh, four jobs in in less than two years. But he doesn't Dude. want his wife to work. Doesn't want his wife to work. She wants to work. She's a uh, does, clothing does, designer, apparently. Does he? Does he actually not want her to work, or is that she simply so. her assumption? Right. I I don't know that he doesn't necessarily. Do you think Marsha's a liar? I think Marsha's a liar thing. <laughs> liar is <laughs> definitely one of them. He's I probably like, I ain't drunk. Maybe it's a miscommunication, like. Oh, he doesn't want me to work, and he's like, "Oh, I don't think she wants to work." He must have said something to lead her to say that. These aren't that complex of people. <laughs> Plus, he's an uh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marsha and Wally move back in with Mike and Carol. Um, but Wally does build the Bobby's ramp. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That was nice, and he was helping Bobby with his rehab. Yeah, well, he's yeah. a nice guy. He's just an idiot. I'm totally. I just idiot. would be. I would never leave my room if I had to. If I'm ma- I'm married with kids, I have to move back in. I would. 
I wouldn't show my face. I do. Um, can do we want to talk about Marsha yet, or do we want to maybe? We can talk that? about Marsha. Marsha's <laughs> the second to last episode. Yeah. You want to talk about her um, substance abuse problem? So, did she I, in fact have a substance abuse problem, or did she I, simply go on a bender? I think she went. I think um, was she the first bottle she grabs was that some Jack Daniels? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't even start um, with the wine or the skinny margaritas. She's she went right, right for the hard yeah. stuff. I think she's just channeling her college Marsha for you know kind of a a a pity a pity bender. I and then the, everyone overreacts. Um, yeah. Including she her. doesn't. She doesn't do anything wrong while while she's while she's drunk, other than get a little testy with Cindy, and I can't blame her there. No. Um, her well, kids she are in the car. Yeah, she showed up at the car, public the, event, the drunk public in a event. Scene. Oh, that was like the Brady takedown. Yeah, yes. that was like my favorite. So the Brady Brown shirts showing up there to handle that situation. Yeah, so to let people know, um, we kind of skipped it. Mike gets elected to the city council. He's got a couple great ideas. One of them is a trauma center that's going to kind of coordinate um, um, transfers to trauma centers based on location in kind of a timely, logical manner. They're doing a groundbreaking, and who shows up in the crowd but a drunk Marsha. Yeah, Brady. She's <laughs> clapping. I thought that was just like, what are we watching? Some like a Kennedy type of documentary where there's like resentment and Does my it, family. Yeah. yeah, right. Doesn't she start to say some negative things about her family? Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, my yeah. Family. it's so great. Yeah, my, my siblings. My siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I don't hold that against her. That's just me. I thought that was great. <laughs> I. I so I don't think she's got. I think it's a far cry to say she's an alcoholic. Me too. Yeah. Anyone is bored? I think, yeah. I I think she had a rough couple of days. I think you can't become an alcoholic overnight. I feel like there's more effort to be had in that. Um. And it's, yeah, it's just... And why isn't she drinking vodka? It's much harder to tell when somebody's drinking vodka. It doesn't smell as much. That's clearly, not Marsha. Clearly an amateur. That is Rose. not Marsha, man. Which doesn't, which doesn't actually match up with our theory of her college years. Last yeah. time we talked about this. So I, I do kind of... I, I'm wondering whether how much of this is... Um, I think... <laughs> preface to the real Marsha actually coming... Coming out and showing up. I think she just fell off the wagon. I think um I think she had a healthy dose of feminine rage in her. Agreed. Um yeah, she needed to get out of her system. Um I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. That's the fun Marsha. She tells yeah. Cindy off. Yeah. She tells her mom basically you're smothering me. Yeah. Um and um and hey, pay attention. She to kind me. of ignores. I want, I want, and Wally ignores her when she goes, right? She she wants to go out and do stuff, and Wally ignores her. So she's kind of like, I, Marsha has every reason to be pissed off at all those people. I mean, you think about what Cindy was complaining about. Oh, this guy I really like really likes me, and I got a wonderful job offer. What do I do? 
Yeah, it's kind of. I would piss me off too if someone came and complained to me about that stuff. Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) But especially the especially the Carol Brady stuff. It's like you're not my kid's mother. Please let me parent them. I found it interesting. That's yep, and that's a good point. And also the interesting dynamic where they actually um, scrape up an ounce of self-respect and are going to move out of the house before Bobby moves in. And Wally's going to take a, a loan out against his life insurance policy. Right. And Mike tells him no. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's secretly trying to figure out how he can drop some construction equipment on Wally's head. <laughs> Keep the life insurance policy. I want you to go to work for Ted Roberts. Exactly. I, uh, I, I just wanted to see Wally be like, I'll do respect. You're not my father. And I am an adult. So I thought. No, he's um, not. <laughs> but legally, wait. Legally, I just saw it once. Mike told him, "You're not, you're not leaving. You're not dropping your life insurance." While he just kind of lowered his head and eyes, and said, "Yes, Mike." Yeah. Um, Beta. Tail between his legs. So in the in the third episode, though, um, I found this is where <laughs> Mike Mike decides he's going to run for office, uh, city council. We got a lot here. Lots uh, going on here. uh, (laughs) The impetus to at least get involved in the community is um, they are going to build uh, a highway off ramp. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take some of the neighborhood for eminent domain so they can build a highway off ramp, and um, it's basically gonna they're gonna pay fair market value for the houses. One of them being the Brady House, and they're going to have to move. Mike, so which, which freeway? Well, here's my question. When is the last time a municipality has tried to take by eminent domain the neighborhoods of middle class, upper middle class white people for a freeway off ramp? So this is what I thought was going to happen. Ooh, I thought Mike question. was going to lobby you know, as a politician, so it doesn't go through their neighborhood. And the big celebration is that they, they put the freeway through the black neighborhood a block over. And like, hey! <laughs> well, that's what he was saying. He was saying. That's right. It's going to go in. It. They're going to put it in Compton. The game, we won. <laughs> Woohoo. Anaheim saved. Let's put it in Compton. Yeah, but, but no. Um, so uh, does it, anybody know the answer to my question, by the way? I have no idea. I, I do think it matters. Like, I was wondering, I feel like they live in within the city limits of Los Angeles, just in a nice neighborhood. They, I believe. So, you know where their house is right? yeah. or, or do you. So they, the, the actual Brady house. It's in like, right? is it North Hollywood or Hollywood? North it's, Hollywood. It's it's yeah, it's just it's very close to to Burbank. They're not that where, far from Burbank. Where Greg flew in for Christmas, right? Yeah. From Burbank to LA. <laughs> yeah, right. From uh, from Orange County okay. up to to yeah to Burbank. Um, and uh, so I think it's the 101. Um, for the and, for the uh, the actual house address. No, that's the that's the freeway that I think they're talking about when they're talking about the off ramp. I think that they're talking about the 101. And I think it, it, there is no, they mentioned Vista Avenue access. 
and there is no Vista Avenue um, no, in the area. No, there's no Clinton Way either, which is where the Bradys live. Yeah, so I think it must be Ventura Boulevard that they're that they're thinking about. I think that's the only thing that makes sense. But if you take a look at the highway there, there are a whole bunch of exits, like running through. So it it it, it kind of doesn't make any sense that they're putting it. But it is. One. We do kind of agree they live within the city limits of L.A. Right? Because when he want, runs for yes city council, the vote in one district is like 26, 27,000. Yes. Which you could probably triple the population. And we know there's at least five districts when he runs. Mm-hmm. So as much as I want them to live in like Anaheim or someplace else, I just think they live in a nice area of within the city limits of LA. And he's now a Los Angeles city councilman. Well, I, they, I think, I think that's right. LA's weird. I don't know if you've ever actually looked at a map of Los Angeles County and orange County and kind of see what is actually Los Angeles versus what is, um, uh, you know, the different municipalities that exist within Orange County. It's very tricky. It is really weird. Like they all run together. Well, My brother lived there too. And he said, really, like, it's interesting. He says, like, no one really goes to, it's not like Manhattan. No one goes to downtown LA. Right. Everything you need is in your neighborhood. So right. when he lived in Brentwood, yeah, he could shop, go to the movies, go to a mall, um, Dentist, doctor, everything you wanted was in that in that neighborhood. Like yeah. he's like, we never went downtown. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weird because like Beverly Hills, uh, Culver City are all are surround completely surrounded by the city of Los Angeles. Yes, it's very yep. very strange. And you're right. I've got a friend who lives. Uh, well, I know a bunch of people who live in L.A. and they all tell me if you can live your life and work within a six mile radius. Um, Los Angeles is great. Otherwise, it's a pain in yes, the neck. Yeah. Well, my sister-in-law did not work and live in a six-mile radius. She probably had like a ridiculously short commute, that, and it took her forever yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah every yeah. freaking day. Yeah. It was amazing. She's like, "Yeah, I got to go like eleven blocks, and it takes me an hour and a half." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not um, crazy city. So yeah. So I think I think that. There, there's, there where they act. So they move their house eleven blocks, yes, and and end up in the next district. Yeah, I spent well, I spent a lot of time researching this stuff. Well, I couldn't find the district lines from 1990, but no, that no, either could, I couldn't find the election returns. So oh, I could. So it was just ex- I could not from oh, 90, I was not just... from 1990, but from years ran there. So the twenty. So so there's fifteen council members in los angeles city and the population is about three and a half million in 1990 in los angeles city so it's about two hundred thousand residents per uh district but if you take a look at the election returns from 97 99 and 2001 they for eat for the the aggregate votes in each district ranged from 13,600 up to 53,000 for a high and usually were in the 20s to teens. Um, so their election with roughly 28,000 votes, that makes a whole lot of sense for him to be in. Uh, if it's LA. Yeah, for, for Los Angeles County. And yeah, I looked for 90 returns. I couldn't find 90 returns. Yeah, and, and I couldn't either. And 
I looked at the other jurisdictions and the sizes of those jurisdictions, the number of, um, uh, you know, the number of council members, the structure of the governments, and really the only one that made sense to me was that it was Los Angeles. Yeah, it's 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 too many people for Anaheim. It's too many people for Pasadena. It's too many it's council seats for some of the other jurisdictions. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the other thing, too, is remember, they were close to the airport when they moved and they kept getting yes. the flights like really close overhead, like through the night. Well, both Burbank Airport and John Wayne Airport in Orange County, they shut off flights. You can't land planes after 10 p.m. OK, so it's L.A. So it's got to be L.A. And if he's got any say over what happens in L.A., at, at the at quote the airport right that they're near then it's got to be in the city that they live yeah it's got to be los angeles international airport does anyone want to comment on what except for one glaring um really um unforgivable mistake peter's kind of um blossoming into a responsible political operative who's able to get a political neophyte elected to the, I mean, the Los Angeles, like it's not this, you know, the city council in LA places like that, that can lead to mayors and other very, it's not kind of like a city, the city council in, you know, bumfuck Missouri or Schenectady, New York. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, it's got potential and they have influence. So I thought I saw kind of a, a bit of a um, did anyone see kind of an, a, a growth in Peter? Yeah. Our whipping boy from last episode. <laughs> Kate? Yeah. Um, I, I, I I just remember watching it and being like, he's kind of good at this he, he seems to enjoy it and like oh, i don't even know what his job before was so i, I have nothing to go off but... people for the the earth or what people, for... people for the better planet yeah but i'm talking about like with valerie we still don't actually know what he was doing oh, oh definitely yeah, reverse, reverse mortgage yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah <laughs> well if why he's sh- in the elderly <laughs> that could translate into election right why do we yeah. why he ship why they have a big shipment going to st louis for reverse mortgages, I don't know. But... So, if you had to give him a job title, what would it be? Where? <laughs> At the place with Valerie. Oh, like. Uh... Oh, he's 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 vice president in charge of fraud. <laughs> okay. No, but I I could tell you know it kind of seemed like he enjoyed it. Kind of seemed like it was going somewhere. I thought he might have hit a stride. Yeah. I would agree because he was also so ridiculously promiscuous that it just fit being in politics. <laughs> Again, he switches jobs and is still kind of um, interested in the company Inc. I suppose. Oh my god! Wow. At uh, <laughs> at uh, People for a Better Planet or whatever the environmental group was. I like Playboy Peter. <laughs> you like He's in his whole era. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like He's not married. Peter, and I like Peter hating Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely get to that. Oh, um, so Mike wins. Um, 
Mike, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Mike wins <laughs> against a guy I probably would have voted for. Gene Dixon ends up being yeah. pretty good, a pretty classy professional politician. But although so clearly he didn't want to win. He really looked like, hey, congratulations. Because he is at, so I'm figuring, the other reason I figured it, it's a big city where city council seats actually matter, is that you don't typically have a hotel suite waiting for the returns. Right. You know, for like, like I said, the Utica city uh, council races. Uh, but Gene, his opponent, um, and the actor, everyone would know, Ed, um, oh, I should have written this down, but classic character actor from TV from the 70s and 80s. Uh, he's at the victory party within, uh, like, second. Like, <laughs> second after those, re- it's almost like his party's across the hall. Yes. And he just pops in. You know who I yeah. think that actor is? I think that actor ended up being... Um, on the Golden I, Girls. Yeah, the ex-husband yes. on the Golden Girls. He was yes. on all the time. Yes. So the I like one to think thing, it's the same character. The <laughs> one thing that made no sense is so originally the house is in the fourth districts. When they decide to move it, it actually ends up being in the fifth district, but Mike is running for the fourth district. Um and there's some confusion. Uh he gets the most votes in the fourth district. By about 90 or it's close. It's a close race. Um, and he's got quite the um, he's got kind of a very, very progressive um, uh, set of ideas. Um, yeah. One of my I questions believe... was how how long before Mike Brady's policies bankrupt Los Angeles? <laughs> Weeks. Uh, <laughs> I think it's um, I think is that one of those like it's technically Nonpartisan, partisan but campaign. in reality but in reality like they obviously break down into yeah like, when you're on you're on the ballot yes there's no party after your name but obviously yes you know there's oh. parties but he's got a fairly progressive uh uh campaign um the things he's talking about what did uh kate any thoughts on uh politician mike yeah um do i have any thoughts it's made sense i feel like you know watching even watching the brady bunch he's always kind of the i mean him and carol but he you know the whole like morals thing and it makes sense for him to get involved doing doing things for the greater good yeah all for the greater good but the one thing that did not make sense was um gene dickinson's uh uh amendment to the charter that the mm. person's residence is where they last voted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which is the most lu- ludicrous amendment. So yeah. I'm in District 1. I moved to District 5. It's pre-election. So my residence for voting is still District 1. But no, I'm your, your in- residence for, for purposes of running. I, that's not what he said. He said... He said, um, not for running, he said um, the residency would be 
um, the place where the person was last eligible to vote or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but your but your your you're saying it's for candidates. Your residency for because you have to live in your district, and your residency for being in your district was where you last voted. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, it, it kind of it, it yes, but there should be but, a. <laughs> It, it, typically, it raises typically, though it, it, it raises though the question. He's he's a one termer then. He well, yeah. Unless he wants to take on the person in the fifth. The right. question is though, yeah. where did he vote? Did he commit voter fraud and Ooh. vote at his old polling place? That's a good question. What if the oh, election happened about- while the house was in transit? <laughs> what are you gonna say, Vic? Oh, like the last place Mike voted, you're talking about that very day, not two years previous. I have no clue. I know either. It's a, and it's I knew I knew you would spend like two hours just talking about the campaign stuff on the show. I knew this. No, I'm not. <laughs> We're we're over an hour, so we're we're not going to talk I, a ton. Uh, I personally, I think they just needed an issue and a thing to solve it. I thought the. Um... <laughs> I've got three observations about the campaign. You ready? Shoot, go. Yep. One, the newest Brady Patty. Whenever they cut to her at these campaign speeches, she seemed very invested in Mike's campaign. She's all yeah. about Mike running. Um, she wants to get ahead in life. I know she's like right straight from Korea or whatever, and she's already invested in this family. Yeah. Um, she's gonna open a that, corner store. The <laughs> second person Mike thanked after his wife when he won was Alice, which I thought was really sweet. She yeah. knows why. The other woman in his life. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I like to thank Alice. She knows the, why. The weird tonal inconsistencies of this show. They're at shooting like from below up at Mike at the podium. Mm-hmm. Very odd. It was like a like Manchurian candidate sort of shot. It was very <laughs> strange. I was worried about assassination attempts. Or I thought he's just Mike really become Korea? a dictator. Could Mike have been in the Korean War? I um there was I forget what scene specifically it is, but there's this like very like mournful tone, like music for like a second and somewhere where it like doesn't belong. Always. Then there's oh, the musical music. cues? Yeah. There's like the circus music. Just it's, random. It's also, um, this is, this is still, this is going, this is jumping way back, but I felt the need to mention it because I find it funny. Um, when Bobby gets into his accident, like way back at the beginning, and he's being taken away in the ambulance, Mike Brady goes, where are they taking him? The hospital, Mike. <laughs> He's going to the hospital. Your son was in an accident. <laughs> well, you gotta, what else? You gotta get. You gotta watch out in Nashville as well that you don't get shot on your way to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? What's your uh, second observation, Vic? Oh, about the campaign. Yeah. Oh no, that's a three. The man cheering candidate shots up at the podium. Alice being his second wife. And Patty just being really into these American politics. Um, I was kind of disappointed that um, Philip and Jan really were didn't have much to do in this series. Um, 
they were <clears throat> busy trying to have a child. They adopted an Asian child uh, Very overnight. Yeah. But really... Um, well, she also put an elevator on the outside of a building. She did that. That was right. that appeared to be revolutionary. Took mm-hmm. over Mike's business, and who knew he yep. had a business, or she lives there now. Because apparently yeah. the city How council she... gig is full-time. Yes, another reason why it's L.A. County. Or, excuse me, L.A. City and not... Yeah. I have a question. Um, now that Greg and his wife and Kevin are living near the Brady's, whose house are they going to this Christmas? Oh, good question. Whichever, wherever Peter's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought there was a very funny line when... Uh, First of all, everything is so abrupt on this show. Like, there's no <laughs> sense of time. They live out of time on this show. Um, and Jan and Philip are trying to have a baby, and they, in passing, they mention they're on adoption list, but they're very long. Then all of a sudden, Jan calls her mom and says, "Hey, I forgot to mention we are on some adoption list. Now we got a baby. Her name is Patty." Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Carol yeah. Says, no, like, no, we're we're adopting. We were chosen. No, no. There's no. They're never in a process of anything. There's never a process. There's never a journey. It's here, there, begin. There's. Up. It's and, really. But, it's Brady time. Yeah, but then they're planning. Think, they're think, planning Bobby's wedding, and Carol's response is, "Oh, that's wonderful. You should bring her to the wedding." Like, like she's yeah. just a friend visiting for the weekend. Like, oh yeah, yeah not a granddaughter. Course, it's now her. Daughter, of course she's gonna bring her to a family event. You should bring your little Korean friend to the wedding. Are you gonna bring her? I don't think think a wedding was the place to have your new daughter meet her new family. I think she should have been familiarized beforehand. Yeah, yeah, that was a little harsh, actually. But I think the um, yeah, I think the way to introduce the child to the family would have been at the um, slower. at the Austrian themed party, <laughs> where they should have dressed her up. And <laughs> her. A round of applause for Patty for how good her English is. Patty's English oh, is better than mine. Just like she's lived her her entire life. But there's also geographical anomalies, such as Greg and um, Nora don't live in California. No, they do. We... They, they they well they they're painting the place. They move. They back. move back. Yeah, he says we're back in California. Yeah, but before they do that, Jan shows up at their house. Yeah, wherever they live to have the nurse look over the test results. The nurse, her name is Nora. Because oh, that's she right. might not trust the the Sexy experts. Nurse. Yeah, um, and then perfectly normal to get a second. And opinion. then Philip shows up to talk to Greg at the same time. So we're like, are they now in L.A. and they're flying out of st- this popping in? You just have a husband and wife going out of state to pop in on the same people at the same time. It's just, it's all just very, it, it's just, it's Brady geography, Brady timeline. Brady time. Yeah. Plus you're asking a guy how best to knock up his own sister. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. So dick size matter, Greg? <laughs> Gee, I hope not, Phil. Greg, can you, can, can, Pushing a lot of air there, Greg. I don't know. Greg, can you, uh, can you take a look for me? <laughs> Can you he walks your in and sister j- for me, please. Chance <laughs> <Jan's> of <laughs> <Jan's> the stirrups. 
This would be easier oh, for you for this conversation, Dr. Greg. I'm gonna What's up with Dr. Greg for... changing his his specialty too? And, and why I, I, is an orthopedist working with Bobby instead of a neurologist? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bones. Yeah. And What's then he, going becomes, on? he goes from he goes from obstetrics, he wants to be an orthopedist, and then now he's a trauma surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he might be on the quote trauma team, but not a mm-hmm. trauma surgeon. Yeah, you do. I mean, a pregnant lady gets into a car accident. You're gonna need an obstetrician. So what's he? Uh, he's a fetal obstet. Um, he's a. Uh, uh, yeah, well, whatever. Baby yeah, I don't know what the fuck he is. <laughs> what's it? I'm a baby I'm, bone doctor. I'm, right, leave, I'm leaving this conversation for a minute to go use the men's room. I'm gonna turn it over to anybody who wants to take the lead and talk <laughs> about what you want. Oh well. No. Go. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Giving well, us the reins. We don't have Greg... to talk about politics. That's good. No, no. <laughs> but Greg does decide. Greg decides against uh, bones for babies just by delivering one more baby of the drag queen's baby. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I forget. He, he delivers the. Yeah. He refines the joy of obstetrics. But then the baby cries, so you know it's born, and him and Nora come down the stairs wiping their arms with washcloths. Yes. That was yes. disgusting. <laughs> like, they just... But, you know, like accurate. But, like, it's which, probably you know, accurate. Before you go join the... was the, was the wedding, yeah. yeah let me go I, down I don't one. know. No. Multitask? No. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a living room full of people at a wedding, and they're yeah, like, "Oh, priorities. no, there's a wedding." Off my arms. <laughs> that whole wedding scene was—I uh, I thought they tried to re-inject some of the old television show stuff, like you know, mm-hmm. "Oh my goodness, I'm the you know, you're maid of honor, but I'm gonna have a baby." Yeah. And what I found was weird <laughs> is like, "Okay, I'm gonna have a baby." Well, quick, get her upstairs. Yeah, to a bed <laughs> probably. To the hospital though, or it was kind of like. Well, I, mean, I think I think the logic was driving to the hospital. She's gonna have the baby in the car, so maybe we just lay her down somewhere. But they make her walk up the stairs with no like those open staircase. That wasn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And but, I'm not, um, I'm no expert, you know. But Michelle, with our first, was in labor for thirty six hours. Yeah, plenty of time, even in L.A., to get to a hospital. Yes, but all bodies are different, and sometimes it's like, oh, you're already crowning. At least in the, yeah. at least in Grey's Anatomy. That's right. <laughs> Kate practically has an MD. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm also, exp- I'm also referencing real life with this. I really should be referencing other television shows. Exactly. <laughs> That's the world they live in. Um, baby, baby birthing aside, though, can we? Uh, can we appreciate that it's the same um, priest person? Yeah, same, I wasn't sure. Reverend priest. Yes. Well, I same think that head of church that um, married Mike, Mike and Carol. Carol. You well, know, I think that's uh, Dale picked up on the hijinks of the old show because then the Reverend compares it to the hijinks of, of Mike the and original Carol's wedding. wedding. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. He did. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. And can we just have a moment for Tiger? I miss Tiger. Oh, rest in peace, Tiger. Yeah, I wish we had another one. I don't know the 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 dog. So should, should we? Tr- so do you want to turn to 
the Greg Peter, the Greg Peter Rift. scandal the controversy, Brady Rift. Mm-hmm. So Dale, the Civil War, the bigger yeah. douchebag, Peter or Greg. I'm going with Peter, and I really don't think it's a race. Okay. <laughs> do you have any brothers, Dale? I do. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think Peter is the bigger douchebag. I think yeah, Greg I... is a little insensitive, but Peter yes. is crazy. I think Greg was well intentioned with what he said. What I don't. Say? I'm back. And oh. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Does, does Peter have any ground to stand on for the initial blow up? A little bit. For a blow up, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a, a little bit. I, not, not to be quite so over the top like that. But I mean, yeah. I, you know, this is, the, remember, this is 1990. We're still on the Bird Johnson, you know, rivalry high. It's the, you know, Lakers or the super team. So this oh, is great tickets. Great tickets. No, and, yeah. about it. no yeah. one can drive you as crazy as an older brother who you think is being cocky. Yes. Mm. The true yeah, case? those tickets yeah. are amazing. <laughs> That's like Showtime LA Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They play in the Celtics. Yeah, I don't know anything about sports and I know those are good tickets. And what was yeah. Greg going to, like, teacher's night or something? Yeah, he could have missed that. He's going to Literally. the Slugs parent-teacher conference. It's really yeah. kind of Nora's fault. Nora should have said, no, I got this. Yes. Go to the game. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If it was, like, a spelling bee or a school play, I'd understand. But it no. wasn't. Mm. Yeah, because they're going to talk, to talk to the teacher because the Slug has is having problems with spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I don't even think I'd know how to spell technique at his age. How old is he? Five? He's been five for, like, six years. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I mean, Peter's upset. I mean, I guess they had plans and Greg forgot about it. Yeah. Yes. So that doesn't feel good. And no. obviously oh, yeah. his kid's the most important thing, but you still have to pay attention to your friends and other yeah. people in your life, But too. What, I was trying to, what I was trying to say about Greg is I think he comes off a little... I do think he comes off douchey. I don't think he is the douchebag, but I think he comes off douchey. Um, but it was well-intentioned with his, like... And he's like, someday you're going to understand real responsibility. Yeah. yeah, that's not yeah. good. Yeah, that I was a little bit like, get over yourself. But also Peter. Peter's a real pussyhound. <laughs> he could, like, go get a girl with those tickets. Like, yeah. go find someone you really want to have a date with and take her to the game Screw her. yeah and he's also... clearly that's clearly all that, that 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 clearly um you know takes precedent because when greg says oh i got laker tickets peter's excuse for not going at that point is well but i want to go meet these twins at a party yeah now do you oh. think it was like minnesota twins yeah, or... must have been. Yeah, that's it, Anthony. Two, Two big hulking baseball players. <laughs> Was he going to be like Kirby Puckett and Dan Gladden? I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm that's still it. That must be it. With the information that Peter's been engaged four times. Peter's been engaged a lot. Yeah. He's a dog. I think he. Yeah. He's, he do you did, think he used the same ring for all of them? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. I hate the. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we agree though, Peter 
overreacted. Yeah. 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 And then um this this was just for um a little bit of family drama because it, it seemed like a weak play to me to do this and drag it out and then it gets physical. He has yeah. who so in a fight, who wins? Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter. Yeah. He was a frat boy. We're yeah. unanimous and possibly involved in some hate crimes, according to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last time. Well, that, that's that's a very Brady Christmas, Peter. He yeah. has a bit of a personality change. He, he also wouldn't. Uh, he He's someone who would not, you know, shy away from fighting dirty. So yeah. I, I have a big. I have kind of an interesting question. They do so. Mike is good. So the well, who is Nora? <clears throat> Nora, Marsha, and um, Tracy start their own catering business, leeching off of Mike. Yeah. And Carol, for money. Uh, thanks, mom. For startup. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then really bad business, by the way. I mean, they want to borrow thirty thousand dollars. Which, mm-hmm. if they cater three parties a week, they can pay back in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the math? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not good numbers. Yeah, hang I'm on. You. <laughs> hang in there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're why are they cooking things before they have a gig? To practice. The practice. Yeah. Optimism. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, and then they do the, um, and of course they have the man come up with the idea for theme parties. No, that was Carol's idea. Yeah, it was Carol's oh, idea. Oh, it was Carol's idea. I thought it was Wally's. Big fan. I will say this though. Um, <laughs> Tra- <laughs> Tracy seems to have her shit together. Yeah. Yeah. She seems to be the brains behind the whole thing. I'm yeah. not sure what Marsha brings to it or Nora. I will say Marsha cooks. Marsha cooks. I don't like her silly accents that she does sometimes. Oh, terrible. Awful. You got that right. Yeah. No. So, that's oh. just like I know she's a real mental case. I think she has borderline <laughs> personality disorder. Oh, Tracy. Quirky. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's got a wheelchair fetish too. No. Clearly. Why would she Clearly. marry? Yeah. Why would she marry Bobby? Bobby. Yeah, who's, who's like the she worst always... actor in the world? I mean, would, can you imagine talking to that guy? I think I know. I think she came back to say, "I told you so." <laughs> I think she did too. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> I wish I had thought about how dangerous it was, Bobby. Luring him into a false sense of security yeah. by marrying him, and then while he's sleeping, she's gonna whisper in his in his ear, "Like I told you." She'll he'll just wake up one day and she'll be gone. Yeah. Yes. No, I think he's really loves. Do you think them. all his equipment still works? Uh, that's my next question: Is Katie, if you're paralyzed what? below the waist, can you still function to satisfy your partner? I think it depends on the injury. Yeah, me too. And he does not really have. If you listen to well, what the they question, say, can in the you hospital, satisfy yourself as opposed to? I mean, there are other ways potentially well, to I satisfy think that's your partner. Over for you. If you're selfish like you, Dale, yes, yeah. that would be the question. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if you're Shit. generous, want to like make sure that that perspective was out there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to look at it from all sides. I do. I do. <clears throat> Equal opportunity so, podcast here. Mike is going to Mike is going to uh, entertain a. What do you think it is like a trade delegation type of thing, sister city, yeah, yeah type yeah. of thing? Yeah. Um, 
they think from Austria, a um, be like a maybe a, a legatee or a consular, somebody from Austria, a dignitary from Austria, and uh, but who is it? Kevin takes the message. Mickey, 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 Mickey. Oh Mickey my God! Turns... He's confusing them. Mickey takes the message. every problem and also fucks everything up. <laughs> um, and so they do a Austrian Bavarian Lederhosen's Bierstein, yeah, type of thing with the um, welcome in German over the door, and come to find out they're actually from Australia. I actually thought that was had a modicum of humor to it. Um, that they're from Australia and not Austria when when they walk in. And <laughs> I thought the couple handled it with a lot of grace. Oh, yeah, he was classy. It was classy, classy saying it was kind of refreshing not to be greeted with put another shrimp on the Barbie mate. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where Peter chokes. Yes. Oh, yeah, literally. <laughs> Peter chokes. <laughs> Figuratively. And do we think Greg waits a little too long to intervene? <laughs> Well, I was, was odd. He was doing the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. And then, and then he did mouth to mouth. And then yeah. Peter passes out. Yeah. And then he does mouth to mouth. I, I wonder about the efficacy of those moves. Yeah. Does he try to like force the food stuck in his throat back down his right into his <laughs> lungs? I don't know. Really so. Suck it out. I'm surprised. He doesn't start doing chest compressions. <laughs> but we did Clear. get that long-awaited brings Greg out the defibrillator. Greg and Peter makeout scene. Oh he's just like <laughs> torturing. He's just actually torturing Peter, even though there's no there's no medical efficacy behind it all. Yeah, that's he's why like, the guy was like, "Is there a doctor in the house?" He's like, he has a doctor. Yeah, he like, could have really? fooled me. <laughs> uh, and how is it that question, just though. just saving his life somehow solves all of their issues too? That's pretty. Kind of puts things in perspective, don't you think? It puts things yeah. in perspective, but it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, Peter just had a near death experience. Yeah, but it well doesn't mean yep. that Peter they're not both, you know, not seeing each other's perspective on things. Well, you let things go after your brother saves your life, don't you? For a while, yeah. Dale. Yeah. Dale, hello. Dale. <laughs> I have a feeling. Dale's brother saved his life one time and he still he didn't, let, he still like didn't let a grudge go. I have a feeling if my brother saved my life, he would hold it over my head for the rest of our lives. Hey, remember that time I saved your life? It was my Lego set. <laughs> um, so did anyone bother to uh, look at the man standing behind Wally? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Can I ask what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, I missed this. What are you talking about? Oh, it's oh. this guy. I asked. It's I asked. You gotta it's at, go watch it now. It's at yeah. it's at four. What is it? Four hours, forty four minutes, and forty two seconds, yeah. or something like that. Oh, I was suicidal at that point. There is a ghoulish figure <laughs> standing behind Wally. Um, after after um, the dignitaries from Australia come. It is, um, what did you make? I'm not crazy, right? That is a singularly freaky looking human being. Yes. Maybe it was the Grim Reaper coming for Peter. I thought yeah, that was my idea that Peter actually for like 30 seconds died. <laughs> and because of his past, he did not go to the good place <laughs> and brought something back with him. 
That would have been a great yeah, ending. That and that be. maybe could have been the seventh episode. Yeah. That would have been a great ending. And it would have been like a lesson about the Heimlich maneuver. Peter yeah, and died. Peter actually has three fractured ribs and ends up suing Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was... Um, I couldn't... I, I thought... I thought it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, yes, it was that. Um, I'm kind of convinced that it's a skinwalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you just send it? Yeah. Oh, okay, Vivi. I think she sent it to you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a cartoon. Yeah. It looks like he's drawn in. <laughs> it is. The and the best part of the movie was <laughs> this thing that came back with Peter. That guy over body shoulders, weird looking too. He's like all plastic surgery. Yeah. <sighs> it's um. I thought I a little bit thought the guy over body <laughs> shoulder was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> 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 okay. No, no, <laughs> He could have been there. He was still alive, and he was no longer president. And he's from Southern Cal. Um, the other thing that I found disturbing was uh, this trauma center issue. Oh, I think you're going to say Florence Henderson in an Australian traditional dress. Australian. <laughs> um. <laughs> Why do they always make her sing? Because she's a singer. Because she wants to. I think that she was a Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. That was her thing before she became an actress. It's just yeah. to torture us. Yeah. <laughs> um, the trauma center. I was. Um, what disturbed me about the trauma center was, so the the trauma sense. They're going to close the, the trauma wing of the hospital. I forget what the whole. They're closing yeah. the trauma wing. Yeah. They're getting rid of the trauma department. They're getting right. rid of the trauma department at Tower Hospital, but um. Uh, one of Mike's kind of campaign uh, pledges and as a city councilman to work on, they're going to be able, they're going to create a trauma center that's going to be able to route you know, uh, emergency vehicles to the closest trauma center in the city. But they're going to be using software designed by Bobby. Does anyone, does that uh, concern anyone? Yeah, when did he start doing that? Um, after he was in a wheelchair, he let it be known that, you know, he's pretty good with computers, too. Oh, right, right. Remember, right. why didn't you include me? You had a big meeting. I want to talk about that, too, by the way. What? That whole, you know. Disability yeah. rep. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to talk about that? Was a, you mean the actual, his actual argument that, well, the kind of what what happens the the whole the whole thing, but to, but because uh, I thought I thought Bobby's acting was like a tour de force. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Clearly, but he, so he complains that hey, you're not including me in the campaign. Um, reading between the lines, I'm not getting enough airtime here, and so <laughs> and and. Peter kind of says, oh, yeah, well, well, I guess Peter says, well, Wally and I thought that, you know, being on the campaign trail might be, you know, too much for you. What you being lame and all. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> Bobby gets appropriately pissed off about that. 
and says, yeah. what the hell? I, I'm just as uh, on top of things as anybody. And I can do all this cool stuff. I'm good at computers and wheelies. Wheelies, <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, so they say, okay. And then <laughs> I think the rest of Bobby's appearance in the, in the show is the one scene where they go to negotiate a that's right a yeah. um, debate a debate and it, the campaign manager for the other side says oh yeah i see you brought the sympathy vote here and that was it <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't involved in the campaign uh, anymore he made phone calls too oh did he Yes, okay. with the rest of them. He was there making phone calls. Okay, yes. yeah, but that was it. And so I thought was that was also... kind of a, it was a missed opportunity where they could have actually, he could have been a little bit more out front and done some good stuff. Instead, they just kind of, he complained and, okay, he's making phone calls. Yeah, um, how, I'm trying to remember when was the when were the LA riots? Oh, that was like ninety two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. Mike clearly is courting the police vote, saying they they need a harder edge out there or something like that. Mm-hmm. The muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to remember, and who was the guy who got beat? Rodney King. Rodney King. Oh, I I always remember Reginald Denny, mm. the the Racist. truck driver who was saved by the African American man from from the mob. But I can never remember Rodney King for some reason. Um, it's actually good. You know, I'm realizing as well there was really a missed opportunity with this show to kind of shake up the cast. I mean, when you notice this, this is an all white cast here. Well. There's a Korean. Not Patty. All right, I'm sorry. There is there is a Korean child, but they could have. And there's that person behind Wally at the party. There's yes, oh. true. We have Yelling. the creature. <laughs> 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 but I was thinking they missed an opportunity here. They could have had OJ. Um. Oh, oh, the you mean as an OJ Simpson? Yeah. Oh, like a Cindy's. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy's boss. Yeah. yeah well, I, they were going oh, down that Cindy road. Oh, Cindy could have married OJ. Yeah. The, yeah. The big thing. Let's <laughs> solve all our problems. And that writes its own storyline in a couple of years later, right? Yes. We can write Cindy off the show. Um. Uh. Yeah. I thought they were going that way with, um, you know, the kind of like real radical turn. Cindy's going to date a Jewish guy. That's going to be the. Yeah. That's going to be the kind of uh, the that's the blended family right there. I did think um, because the, her boss has two kids. Um, yeah, we see once. One looks like yeah. One looks like she's fourteen, maybe at most, because supposedly she's in high school and a pure valley girl too. She's and she's, the other yeah. one, yeah, and the other one looks like he's what maybe seventh grade, sixth grade. Yeah, but she she does drop that funny line insult about you probably like Barry Manilow too. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was going somewhere. Regular laugh thing. riot right there. Um, yeah, it's incredibly funny. The so that was obviously going to be a long running thing. What do you think about the the her boss though? He runs hot and cold, right? He's after her subtly. I mean, he's not a dog. He's not Peter. Oh man, he's <laughs> no, he's this is no, he's all more shady than Peter. And then he like just kind of backs off. 
Like, uh, we're from two different worlds. And it's Cindy. all part of the grooming process. He's just building the tension. <laughs> he's trying to Playing make her to feel like, yeah, he's trying to feel like she's in, she, she gets to feel like maybe she's in control a little bit. Meanwhile, he's negotiating a, you know, a great deal for her at the station. Forget it. He's, he's a predator. You seem to know Apex a lot about predator. You know, yeah, you really know the playbook, Dale. Yeah. Okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to my lawyer. Well, his kids didn't like Cindy. They were pissed because their mom only died a year ago. I thought it was two. It was two years. It was when they were celebrating Christmas at the Brady house. Um, the wife was the wife was dying um, in childbirth, by the way. And the doctor was Greg. Greg, yeah. That's that's the kind of the that's oh. the that's the tie-in Here's that comes question. later. This is a little off topic. How's Carol Brady know what hospital Greg was born in? Very good. Yeah, you're working at the very hospital you were born in, Greg. How does she know that? Wow, what, good catch. Because no, why is that a good catch? Because like her husband talked to her about their yeah, birth? but he was already like what thirteen. Do you remember? It doesn't mean yeah. that the dad didn't remember and tell his new wife the story of the three boys their their births involving which hospital. Yeah, why not? I just I don't know. I'm with Katie. I think the writers sometimes forget. Yeah. I agree. I agree. No. I think they forget. I do think the writers forget they're a blended family. I know the states my kids were born in. Yeah, see? Oh my god. Um and the George I, I like George Michaels. I think he's really cute or whatever. That was funny. Or George Michael. And she says whichever. he's not my... Is that what she says? He's not yeah, my... Yeah, he's not my type. Or I'm not his type. Yeah, yeah. something. <laughs> she should have said that. She did not. So does anyone have any else? Any other thing, any Anything in particular they want to um, uh, reference, mention? Any questions? Feel free, please. Um, it looked to me that um, Bobby was driving a fairly early Generation 3 um, NASCAR, not one that you would normally see in 1990. <laughs> so it was an old car. Older, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, do Ma and Pa Brady question every decision their kids make except their decision to get married? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. That's I mean, funny. it's like the only thing that they're like, oh, you're getting married. That's great. Who is she? <laughs> I'm beginning to think they're part of that weird fundamentalists underground thing they did the documentary on where it's like no. they seep into the culture, Ooh. but you don't really know. And so it's just like procreate. So they don't really care about the marriage. Um, they want the kids, and they want to control that. Uh, yeah. Oh, weird. That's my... Yeah, well, that's... you know, Mike's keeping Wally close, right? He does keep Wally close, even after he fired his own son-in-law. They somehow manufacture a way to get Greg and Jan to move back to the area. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike wasn't under Bobby's car messing around with the brakes at some point. <laughs> <laughs> to get him back home? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched... Um, the Brady girl. I forget what the made for TV movie is in '81. The Brady girls get married, and I can confirm, 
now that Wally's parents do not have red hair. Mm. Which now leaves a oh thirty. So if if um, Marsha's dad had red hair, that's only and that's like I said, there's a slim chance that he had red hair. It's not common actually. Um, that leaves uh, there's a thirteen. If he had red hair, there's a thirteen percent chance that um, Mickey is Wally's. Which means uh, there's an 87% chance he's not. That's why that Mickey's not around anymore. Wally, yeah. Marsha, Mickey, and replace them. Yeah. Oh. And uh, what else did I read? There's a fan theory that Carol's first wife was the professor from Gilligan's Island. First husband. Uh, which was another Sherwood Schwartz he show. He was hot. And... Uh, because I think his last name might be Martin, and her last name was Martin. Mm. Um, so that's the fan theory I read, which is funny. Who, okay. So who was uh, who was Mike Brady's spouse? They never say. There's no pictures. They never. They don't talk once about her that I recall. Hmm. Ever. I don't think she ever existed. There's a picture. No, in the like one of the first episodes, there's a picture of her. Oh, really? Of oh. the original Mrs. Brady. Nice. Is yeah. it Gidget? <laughs> what? What's a gidget? Uh. What's a gidget? <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because Nora was did the reboot of Gidget. No way, really? She looks yeah. like what's her face? Uh, it must have been Gidget then. It would just be that's just too much of a coincidence to let go of. Um, who was was who was Gidget? Oh, uh, was it like Sandra D or Sally Field? Oh, was it Sally, Sally Field, Field yes, the, yes, yes. the Gidget movie? Okay. Like her, yeah. Yeah. All right. Can we talk uh, about how, as a four year old, Patty has a really good grasp of Korean culture? Oh, my God. She's teaching everybody else? Yeah. 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 From someone like, coming from an orphanage, presumably, right? Yeah, she's like, this is she's like, oh, this is what families do in see? Korea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what the fuck would you know? Yeah, another chair at the stove. <laughs> oh, we must make this seaweed soup. <laughs> this is what I do in the orphanage in Seoul. Well, to be fair, she, it's four years is enough to make some memory. True, yeah. but you're talking about the customs of their homes. Yeah, yeah, I know, but if you're feeling homesick, I think that's know, other I think that's now we Jan, know what happened to Fluffy the cat. That's Jan. <laughs> that's Jan and Philip trying to be. <laughs> Good Trying progressive, yeah, exactly. That they're teaching her Korean culture. They're showing how open they are yeah. by yeah, adopting but Korean culture. Philip tries it; he can't even pretend to like it. That was a real <laughs> asshole move. But yeah. he tried to pretend. Yeah, but it Mike didn't did work. it well. Mike did it well because Mike's the best dad. Yeah, but Philip actually has come a long way. He's getting laid more, so he's actually kind of relaxed. <laughs> you say so. I thought he's much, much. He didn't have a lot to do in the show, but he, I thought his personality was much more palatable. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I agree. What about? Um, here's a question for you. When Mickey asked Mike, said to Mike, um, "Why do you hate me?" <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're not mine. Was the was the answer really? Because Mike says, I don't hate you. But was the answer really, well, Mikey, you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're because... too much like your father. That's why you're a disrespectful little shit. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't. That's boy. You got to have a high tolerance. Yeah, he should have said your theory about the cult actually makes more sense now that I think about it. Yeah, I I don't hate you, Mickey. I just don't like you. (laughs) I think was the (laughs) the original script. And I'm I'm very resentful that you and your deadbeat dad have moved back in eating my food. Your mom and sister would be fine. I can't. What's the sister's name? Jessica. 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 Yes. Yeah. And your mom's been stealing my booze and pills. Yeah. <laughs> I like Mickey. My, Mickey's like she's been stealing my pills. I know too. you. I know you like. I. 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 I know you like the tight ass. Yep. What me? Oh yeah, you no, like I Mickey. Like, I like Mickey. Mickey's not. Mickey's you do. A little You're thinking of Kevin. You like the. You like both kids, right? Well, I like Mickey because he's a little troublemaker. Um, and I liked uh, he really won me over as my spirit animal when he was stealing all the hors d'oeuvres at the party and putting them in his pockets. Yeah, I like that kid. So, what are the values? He's got qualities to him. I agree. What are the the chances party girls lasts? Zero. Oh, I don't know. I think maybe if they change their business model slightly, they might make out. Yeah. I think they become the like a group that goes to houses for those like little party things, you know, like um, like Avon or Mary Kay or Tastefully Simple. And they're you know what I mean, just handing out hors d'oeuvres. But, like they make their own recipes or something. Oh, that would be ingenious. Maybe they're the first company to do that. I was thinking yeah. something, perhaps a little less rated G. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was going to be kind of more tiny costumes. Yeah, yep. tinier and tinier. And Marcia has all the party favors. Yes, <laughs> exactly. See, that's playing so, to Marcia's strengths. She's a good cook, and she knows her way around in the bedroom. Uh, so <laughs> in a and pill bottle. Bobby's gonna. <laughs> she knows the good booze and the good drugs. <laughs> so the, the plan was to have Bobby was going to walk again, right? No question, right? Mm. The plan? What plan? Ultimately, like for this, the towards the end of the if the if it had lasted an actual season. Oh, oh, yeah. I see, I see. I he see. was up on canes by the end. He was. He was yeah. actually climbing the steps to the stage. Yeah. Yes, he was. He's a yeah. hard worker. He's a hard worker. Yeah. Um, and I. Why I isn't curious... he? Why isn't he? So here's a question about that. Sorry to digress, but. He's okay, great. He's good at computers, but why doesn't he stay in racing? This is something I don't understand because there are plenty of jobs in in racing, um, oh, and you have the you have the you have the um, uh, you have the the wonderful example of Frank Williams, who was an F one driver who got into a car accident, not a racing accident, a car accident, paralyzed from the waist down. And he founded Williams Racing, which was for a long time a very successful F1 team um, that he ran for years and years and years. So why couldn't Bobby do uh, do that? Go back to Redwood Racing and and uh, run the team? Maybe it hurts too much. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I'd buy it that. Couldn't hurt too much. Maybe because <laughs> the, it never we're on, to him. We're, we're on Brady time. Um, maybe that's kind of something. You know, he needs kind of to 
to acclimate and get his head back in the game type of thing. Could be, but as as people have noted, time in the Brady universe is somewhat obscure. Yeah, you're talking about an in-between time, and there is no in-between time. <laughs> he's a racer, and the next minute he's not. He's something. Right, yeah. yeah. He's he, he could just as well be, okay, now he's the he's training the pit crew. <laughs> Maybe he thought... Um... Tracy would have a problem with it, so he didn't even broach the subject. Well, now we're in yeah. trauma centers or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does... Uh, yeah, now he's doing software for trauma centers. How does... Um, how, how does an entire political campaign go off not realizing the candidate lives in the wrong district? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how is it that his politically savvy opponent didn't figure that out? So and have him disqualified. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons to... why I don't think I don't think that his opponent really wanted to win that council seat. <laughs> like, I mean, didn't let his campaign manager do the dirty trick. He agreed no. to do a um debate. Uh, a debate, even though he didn't have to, and on his opponent's <laughs> daughter's radio sure. show. And then pissed. it's like it's the, he wins. Brady wins by like ten votes or something crazy. I can't remember the exact number, but it was pretty small margin. And he just immediately concedes. And then I, when someone shows up and says, "Oh, there's a technicality. He's actually not even eligible to to um, to run," he says, "Oh, well, that's not fair, Mike. You actually won." This his opponent wanted to lose the race. That's the only reason Mike Brady won. He's got something lined up. Can we talk about how much of a bitch his daughter is, though? <laughs> uh, I don't think we have to say. I don't think we have to say anymore. With her, th- dumping her drinks on Peter. She's assaulting him. Yeah. She is. That's twice. a battery. Did it twice. Two he batteries. Like, he likes it. Yeah, it's true. He does not. He's not Philip. No, she's no, paying no, him no. for that. She's asking or, or he's, for he's paying her for that. He's I don't know what else to say. She was a bitch, Kate, and you said it. I just like, and then she's like, and this is when we kiss and make up, and then actually, whatever, whatever, Mike Brady actually actually wins. And he's like, and this is when we kiss and make up, and she doesn't like that. Oh, I think what? Peter's totally. I think he's totally turned on by that. Oh yeah. I think he yeah, there's, there's, yeah, he loves it. It's he uh, does. It's James Co- James Car- James Carvel and what's her name? Uh, the other one. Uh, yeah, what's her Mary name? Mary Maitland? Maitland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maitland Maitland. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the yeah. you know it's the low rent version of that. Yeah. So I think uh, I am out of yeah. topics. So. If anyone's got something they want to talk about, go for it. I can tell you all about flight patterns into the three airports in, in Los Angeles and all about where their apartment on Frederick Street could have been. Victoria, <laughs> do you have anything you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, we, <laughs> we found out yeah, Mike's middle name to... is Thomas. Tom, Michael, oh. Thomas, oh. Brady. And again, just to like do a little wrap up about the house and the interior decor, they redecorated once again. 
Um, we get to see a few corners we never saw before. We saw the master bedroom ensuite. We got to see behind the screen. We never saw their bathroom before. We saw the fourth wall of the living room where the TV was. We never saw that <laughs> view before. Huh. We, we yeah, saw Alice. different ca- ca- camera angles in yeah. the house. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. disorienting sometimes. Um, yeah. We saw Alice in her corner of her own home for the first yeah. time. Um, that looked I, like one of those 1950s. Yeah, it looks like a bomb kit, mom's kitchen. <laughs> Southern California bungalow type of. He had a little wooden drawers. Yeah, like prefab yes. houses mm-hmm. or something. Oh, uh, it was not bad when she came to. I can't remember why she wanted to go see the Brady's and the house was gone. She's lonely. And but that was I thought that was cute where she goes to go to the house and the house is gone. And then she calls the the arch she calls the architecture firm, calls for Mike Brady. Um, oh, and it's Jan. Or, or Jan Brady, and they're like, "Oh, there's Jan, Jan covers here." Yeah. <laughs> I know she had a little existential crisis. Like, yeah, she really was, was out of time. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. I like that. Yeah, that was good. That um, lot would be worth a ton. Yeah. Where is so? I'm looking at the. Um, you know how they sometimes when they when they break for a commercial, they come back and they show the outside of the house. Yeah. We know there's a fireplace, but there's no chimney. <laughs> That you could see. Yeah, you can't see a chimney where it should be, given well, the location. it's also in the living room, which is right off the front well, door. Well, Dale and I had this entire con. We had, like, a too long of a conversation about the house, where it was, and it sold. What did you say? It sold in 2018 for, like, 5 mil? Mm, I think no, I- no, 3 3- Three something, I think three point eight. But it's five. It's it's a little more than five thousand square feet. Yeah, it's a big house. Yeah, it's big. It's a split level, or was until they redid it to look like a regular Brady house. That window on the second floor is fake. Right. Right. I did read that. And to the left of the door is actually the attached garage. Even though in the show they had a separate Mm. detached garage in the back. So the house geography didn't really quite match up inside and outside, but it's a much bigger house than you initially think. So um, only three rooms. Five thousand is actually, I think, five. Is a five bedroom actually? In actuality, it's it's a, yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot more in there than than they let on before they redid the attic. Right, because mm-hmm. when you look at the house, there's a hell of a lot of space. So you walk in the front door, and there's a closet to the right. Then you walk down into the living room and, you know, the den, as you face the stairs, the den would be on the right. The den's a nice size, but when you look from the outside, there's a hell of a lot of space to the right of the door. And it's deep. It goes deep. Isn't that where the bedroom is? Isn't that where the master bedroom is also? I I thought they were upstairs. I thought the master bedroom was downstairs. I could be completely wrong, of course, but I always thought it was downstairs. Interesting. The real home had two master bedrooms for some reason. Hmm. Cult. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Five thousand square feet is a lot of a lot of footage to work with. So why also, not? This is also the whole picking up the house that's been sitting there for twenty five years and moving it just for sentiment, like sell it fair market value. You are now nearing retirement. You're an architect with your own firm. 
go build the perfect little house for your golden years. Drove me yeah. crazy, that whole storyline. Those will make me go, too. Completely with you on that one. That was stupid. Just downsize. And Just downsize, he, which is a good excuse to get Wally out of the house. Yeah. And he has the money and the skills to build the perfect thing to see them into their 80s and 90s or whatever. So it's a win-win, you're saying? Yeah, but then they yeah. the house is so stupid. So, I found this enjoyable, um, despite all its kind of weird weirdness and flaws. Um, I still don't mind it. I don't know. I think though, my my in my humble opinion, based upon what they were doing, the writing was on the wall. This would not, even if they have gone, you know, instead of gotten six episodes out if they even gotten a season out i i just it i I just don't see it having the kind of staying power um it's certainly not the acting chops to um get a two three four year year running i mean this is the cindy alone would have been would have been uh just just you know a brutal her storyline so I think it, it was. A f- it, I, I liked it. It was a fun little watch. The problem I I think that it had is that it was trying to do too much, right? That I do think that they were really trying to get it out of the classic, just Brady silly storylines and do something a little bit more substantial with it. But they couldn't figure out how to do that with that property, and and really make it work. And yeah. and I think it just it it fell short in that regard. But I. As I said at the beginning, I, I really do appreciate the effort that they made to to try to do actual stories. Was there anything... Here's the question, though. Was there anything particularly Brady about it that you couldn't have tried with a completely new family and good actors? Is there something... I'm not sure... Is, did it have to be so I mean, could, everything they're doing? Does it have to be the Brady's? Oh, they did that because I mean, it's the name. It's the name recognition, right? I mean, right. That's the only reason they did that, and and that's that's right. the and that's the where they fell apart. It's the only that's thing they're going for them. Yeah, yeah, that's the flaw, right? That's like that works for a, a one-off television movie. But because you could take a bunch of these storylines and actually make them into right some big family epic. Right. About exactly. a family going through these 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 struggles. I mean, you have, you know, a car racer who gets injured and, you know, that could be <clears throat> particularly with a better actor um, and better and, writing and, and better filming and better music right. and better editing. OK, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a hot mess. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's a that's a story and intertwined with that, you know, some some simmering animosity between the two older brothers as their lives go down divergent paths where in the past they were closer. I mean, you could, you could see how that could be a cohesive, uh, well done story. I mean, maybe not your taste, but I mean, it could be a cohesive, well done story. And I think because they tried to force it within the, you know, that Brady Mm. dynamic, it it just had no chance. 
Yeah, agreed. All right, anybody got anything else? We're going to close it in on two hours here, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's almost four hours of Brady goodness. Are we done with the Bradys? I mean, I love our guests. Thank you so much for coming and and joining us. But are are we done with the Bradys? Please tell me we're done with the Bradys, meaning I'm not saying... I'm not asking the the, Brady brides. We can do the Uh, Brady brides. Hey, can I tell you one more, one more trivia thing? Sure. You were talking about Robert Reed and how nice he was to the kids on the set and stuff. I found, I was trying to find the HGTV show and I couldn't, but all six of them were involved in it and they were on Colbert's show. And they said it was the first time they'd ever done late night and Colbert really liked them and blah, blah, blah. And they were at, he was asking about Robert Reed and Florence Henderson and they said that Robert Reed, every Christmas he got, he did something. One year he took them to London to see theater. <laughs> Whoa. One year oh he gosh. took them to New York City to see theater. One what? year he bought them all like whatever Super 8 or camcorders, whatever was popular. Like he was trying to teach them that acting and film was more than the stupid fucking Brady Bunch, I think. He gave them camcorders <laughs> or whatever technology it was at the time and the next christmas he had a big party and set up a screening so they could show what they what like little what they were filming with their with their film yeah so i thought i thought he was really going out of his way to show them there's more to acting than the brady bunch that's that's a great story good for him yeah Yeah, that's 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 amazing that's great yeah i think we could do the brady brides get married that's an hour and a half much more manageable and it, it's the bridge between the show and a very Brady Christmas. We get to see Peter in the Air Force. You get, that's why one of them was never a vet. You get to see uh, Wally's parents and notice no redheads. <laughs> um, Are they idiots? Yeah, we could do that in the near future. Sure, absolutely. I wasn't, what about, it wasn't the... a request. It was kind of more of, you know. Yeah. There'll be a lot of Yeah. <laughs> What's the likelihood of them having redheads if, like, Wally's grandparents had red hair? Like, almost zero. We could look for the redheaded guy in the background at the wedding. Maybe it's that ghoul <laughs> standing behind Wally. <laughs> <laughs> it's Merlin. It's Merlin. Oh he cast God. a spell on them all. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. All Thank right. you all. Yeah. Happy Absolutely. New Year. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Happy Bye. New Year. <laughs>